Guilty Pleasures and Growing Pains with Nina and Friends. This one's going to be a real fun one today, guys. We've already got the loudest people in the building joining me today on this episode of Guilty Pleasures and Growing Pains. And before I introduce you to them, I want to leave you with something to think about because this is what we're going to be talking about today. Expectations right? That's a big word. It's loaded because you'll have people that will tell you, lower your expectations. You don't want to be disappointed. And then you'll have other people on the flip side that'll say, keep your expectations high. Do that for you. And of course, I'm talking about in relationships. And so what we're going to attempt to do today is have a educated discussion, you know, education as our own lives, um, about how to make this work for you. So, I'm going to introduce the room, new faces, new voices, Kenzie K, my girl, my girl from V96, she does middays, and our expert today is, wow. is Lawrence Holmes. You just air quoted, Holmes. by the way, says <laughs> an insult. Is Lawrence Holmes, and yes, if you are Chicago local or worldwide, Lawrence Holmes is, is, a, is a big name in the sports community. Over at 670 The Score, he's a host there. I am. You can see him on TV all over the place. On NBC Sports Chicago. And the best part is, is you usually talk about sports. So we're taking him outside of his comfort zone. Way outside the comfort (laughs) zone, which I'm actually okay with, though. No, it's going to... It works. It's going to be fun because I'm dubbing you the expert because you're the happily married man. Okay. And you've been around a little bit. Kenzie here is the one that may have some questions. And obviously me, because I'm the one that's just out here floating. But... um, Lawrence, also, this is a big deal because you're the first guy I've had on my podcast. Yeah, I've been listening to the episodes and I've just been, I, I immediately, like I said on mine, because Nina was on my podcast, House yeah. of L. Thank you. I was three minutes into your first episode and I was like, subscribe. Because <laughs> <laughs> what y'all do on this thing is, is uh, Keep, legendary. Thank you. We like to call it legendary. I, I guess I've never described it as such, but I think that it's more real than anything else. I agree with you wholeheartedly. And so you are invited to bring it all out oh well thank you i appreciate it because i i honestly don't think that um i don't think that i would consider myself an expert when it comes to either women or marriage so this is going to go swimmingly oh great so like i said in the beginning we're going to attempt to have an educated discussion about how to make this work for you and it all kind of started because kenzie and i were talking Mm -hmm. about coming up on her one year and she's like but you know what like I'm hanging out with my dude, but I don't know if I'm hanging out with him enough. Cause what did you say specifically? Okay. So I brought up, I don't know what is the right amount of time to spend with somebody because um, my man lives about an hour away and I ain't got no car. Okay, so that's a long distance <laughs> We live in the city. That's what we call fair. that. Right, I got a train that doesn't go that far. So my thing is I mainly see him on the weekends. So I'm like, I only see him like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then I spend, and maybe every once in a while like, during the week, he'll come down, whatever. So at the beginning of our relationship, that caused a lot of issues. And I'm like, I'm not into like being your little weekend chick. I'm like, are you married? And I got like, I got a little bit worried about it at first. Have you listened to episodes of the Guilty Pleasures Growing yeah, you're not, podcast? That, that's not a far I thought maybe it's I'd not be on a for a reason. to ask. I so really real. was, I was like, to. uh-oh, like at first. And then we came up with a, he comes down now. There's a reason. It's not because he's avoiding me. He has a son that he basically has full custody of. Okay. So he just doesn't have him on the weekends. So that's why he comes down to the city. So let me clarify by saying that first. So now he tries to do once during the week and then the weekend together. But I'm like, I'm kind of a needy bitch. And I've been sad about that sometimes. I'm like, okay, I'll see you in four more days. 
And I know married people who are like, you are living the dream because I'm around my person 24 seven and I wish I could miss them. But see, that's how there is a difference and change, I should say, of what those expectations are. Like in the beginning, you're going to get disappointed because you expect to see your man. That's what you want to do. And later in life, they change. And when Kenzie was telling me, I was like, I don't really have the answers for this, but Lawrence will. I, I, (laughs) I really don't have any answers for this other than to tell you that Considering your job and his job, because yes. I know him and I know that he is out here busting it, yeah. trying to stripper. get stuff done. Yeah, he, yeah. he does mm-hmm. a great job. Magic yeah. <laughs> I went to go see him at the Sugar Shack. He was outstanding. He's great. I tucked a buck. Uh. Uh, I tucked a buck. I I think what's interesting is you guys have so like you maximize the weekend time. Yes. So I actually think that the during the week is a great refractory period for you guys. It's true because we're about a year in and we miss each other all the time. So I can see why it's a perk, but then there's sometimes where I'm like, Oh my, like our show airs on Tuesdays and I'm like, Oh, I guess I'll like try to wait to watch it on the weekend. I, I want to cuddle up and watch yeah, it. Like, yeah. There's those moments or, that are hard. Ooh, can we talk about DVR and streaming cheating for a second? Like, sure, because if she's out here watching it by herself and her man missed it, I'm, I'm telling you that 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 if, if that you bond, think, you break that bond, right? <laughs> this and, is a problem single people don't have. I can watch my shows at whatever pace I want. Exactly. Expectations, and I've gotten mad at him because I've seen him put tweets out, and I'm like, you watch that shit. I can tell based on that tweet. But so then when you do get your weekend time, do you feel like you're getting everything in? Are you smothering each other or like? No, we honestly have awesome weekends like we'll do multiple date nights we'll be like okay this is gonna be our movie night or show night and we're gonna order pizza and then we're going out this night and we're gonna go to Tao which happened last weekend we and we're gonna do that so we separate it up we go to church together on Sundays like we have awesome weekends so here's a question that I have because I feel like this is all great and wonderful I think it's beautiful that you guys are doing this I feel also that you both might be sending your representative out there. So real. I know exactly where you're going with this. I don't. I still don't. I didn't get it. I didn't get the punchline. Because you guys have a limited amount of time, Mm -hmm. you are sending your best version of yourself at each other. You guys are going to Tao. You're going out here. We're going to plan our movie night. Right. I think that if you guys were spending more time together, you wouldn't be able to send your representative out there. Okay, but in fairness, I have not always been my best self. He has not always been his best self. This has not been rainbows and candy canes and like there's been issues. I don't want to, like nobody's cheated. Nobody's done that. No. But we've had like are y'all, our issues. Are y'all farting on the couch next to each I've other? I've never done that with a man in my life and I never will. Does he fart yes, next will. to you? No, never. I don't do that. So I don't. No, you don't. I'm going to tell you exactly why. Kenzie, I said, does he though? Does he fart next to you? No, but I bet he would. I don't think he'd be like insecure about that. But that's also the same thing. He would in time. And you do talk every day. And this, her boyfriend's wonderful, by the way. We are big fans. We love him. But because of circumstances. Calm down. Now he's going to have a whole ego. Because of circumstances though, maybe it's taking you guys longer to get to the point where your representatives aren't showing any up as much that's fair and because you're when you spend time together you're going on these fancy dates you're not just waking up next to each other morning breath kisses let's go work out let me clean let me do all that because lawrence think back in the, the beginning of when you're with your wifey because you've been married now for five years almost five years dating for almost 20 okay we're already. i can i can tell you straight up and down we are sick of each other 
I can tell you like <laughs> But that's oh, love. Like we are sick of each other. And my producer Herb used to jokingly bring up the idea of separate bedrooms. But that actually is something that a lot of people talk about after being married for so long. Here's the thing. There is science to back it up. 25% of married couples sleep in separate beds. One in four. And we know, like, we know each other at this point. I don't want to be in separate rooms, but I get it because you know what's become more important to me than, as Herbie would say, juicing? Sleep. Yeah. Getting sleep is really important. And sometimes, like, whether it was me when um, me snoring at night and she can't sleep or her on her phone until one in the morning so I can't sleep because the blue light is there, like, I completely understand it. And that's what I mean about your representative, where, like, there may be a point where you're like, that pizza was way too cheesy and, and here it comes. I can't leave. <laughs> I don't feel like getting out up from oh under God. these warm covers. That would let- okay. My mom, this is why I'm not like that. I can't even pee and have somebody hear me. I have to turn the faucet on. But I'm with I am you on psychotic. That. I'm but with my you. mom told me to not, like I'm serious. She goes, You can't burp, you can't pee, you can't do any of that. She goes, because, and this my mom may be wrong, but when your mama tells you something, you hear it. Yeah. It, it's just how I grew up. She goes, there's always going to be a girl walking by who hasn't done that in front of your man. And now she's fantasy, mystery, this. She goes, do never lose mystery and fantasy and all. So you can't do that kind of stuff. And my mom was like, that's the quickest way to get cheated on. And my ass has never done it because my mom said that. I believe her. And that's it. I won't do it. And if some people do it and it works and they haven't been cheated on, that's fine. I ain't doing it because I got warned once. That's fine. There may come a day though when maybe you're pregnant or whatever, something happens, but that's that's not this conversation. And then I get a divorce. I mean, I don't know what to say. No. <laughs> oh my God. So you never, you've never had intimacy until you reach the level of intimacy where your girl can leave the, the bathroom door open while she's peeing. Because she has something she wants to tell you. I think that's kind of cute, though. Maybe I'm disgusting. I don't think that's cute. I think like, I'll tell I you it. in 30 I seconds. I, think I don't know. I think it's cute. Or maybe, like, just prop the door open a little bit. Like, I'm not trying to be disgusting, but... Yeah, it's Laura- not like a show. It's just that, you know, like, you might be in the other room, and she's it's going to take 15 seconds, and then... No, I don't care when my man does it in front of me. Like, I'll be in the same room if my man has to be. That doesn't bother me. I'm just never doing it. And we went to Mexico. This is... Y'all, I loved Mexico, but this was created like, like the bathroom was like the creators of Saw in my mind or something because they just wanted to make my life a living hell. Everything was glass. Everything was see-through. You shut the bathroom to the door. It doesn't matter. It was see-through. So I'd like freak out because I'm like, I have to pee. And so I'd be like, go into the room. Like I have to pee. This asshole like climbed through the bathroom shutters ju- because I had like everything locked and like towels blocking so I could pee just to like freak me out. And I stopped peeing. I got up. Like I got up and stopped peeing. I'm I, like, no, 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 no. I have to I tell can't. you, this is one of my biggest pet peeves is hotel bathrooms now because what everyone, all these hotels are doing now is they're trying to save space. So now you don't get even really a real door. You get a sliding door in a lot of these places that's like lofty. So there's no like roof. (laughs) No privacy. I I mean, I will literally, like in a hotel situation, like even with my wife, in a hotel situation where if it's about to go down, 
I will literally leave. But that's just being, you know, Polite. courteous in, in a small space. But I want to go back to your point about the representatives for a second, because this is clearly, you know, different lines and people are comfortable in certain situations. But Lawrence, my question is to you, how long do you think your representative was around in the very beginning, 20 years ago, before you started to not keep letting that guy show up? How often were you seeing each other at it, that point? It didn't take long because we were... In the same place work-wise, like my wife was actually a producer at the score when I was working in the sales department. So even though we didn't like really work with each other, we kind of did. And we were both in the city, so we could see each other whenever we wanted. I would say probably about the, the six-month mark. Because we were seeing each other like after shows or after games and she used to bartend and I would see her at two in the morning and it's hard to be cute when (laughs) you just finish your shift for 10 hours at the bar. I would say somewhere in the six months to a year point, the representatives were gone. And Kenzie, you've been in long relationships before, so it's not like this is new, but there's kind of that giddiness and excitement about it. And so aside from just the time spent, she's coming up already thinking about what she's going to get as a gift and wants it to be that extravagant thing. Yeah. She's a, I I will say this for uh, my work wife. She is, (laughs) she is an incredible gift giver. She, like she, incre- like she is. above and beyond. I uh, I actually got in trouble with my wife because I said one of the gifts that Kenzie gave gave her man, and I was like, she's the best girlfriend in the world. Say, my, it. say, say the gift that Kenzie got her man. A pair of Jordans custom painted for the All-Star game. Because he was the host, by the way. Because he was the host for the All-Star game. And I got in big-ass trouble. Well, I honestly think that that's one of my love languages. I don't know why, but gift giving has always been really important to me. And I think it's because... Now, some people don't care about gifts, and that's totally fine, too. I'm a gift giver because I think it's the extra mile. Because mm-hmm. in a relationship, like you should be faithful. You should be listening to them. You should be paying attention to them. That's like... I feel like those are your responsibilities to be in a good relationship. Yes. Gift giving is like the extra. Now, not everything has to be huge. Like gift giving could be every single day I pick up my girl's favorite candy bar. Like I'm going, so not, sometimes it's really genuinely about the It like, doesn't the have thought. to be wrapped. Yeah, I'm not saying it needs to be, <laughs> oh, well, Louis bags mean you love me. That's not what I mean. Right. I'm saying like, I'm going to do these extra things that surprise or excite or something that they're not going to do for themselves and I'm going to take care of that. I'm spending time, money, thought beyond just what in our normal relationship ring. Of, of course. And so right. let me go back to like what this, the whole place where this started with the expectation. So Kenzie does that. You're wonderful at it. It is maybe your love language. But now, do you expect that back? And will you be disappointed if you don't get that back? Right. So it's really about the thought because if you find something that's just cheap and crappy and are like, oh, but I thought it was cute. Like, no. I just want to see, like, I want to be able to tell that you're caring and you're going the extra mile for me. I think that's actually something that everybody wants, right? Don't you want somebody to pay attention to the details, somebody to pay attention to who you are? And that goes back to the basic expectation of being a good person in life and being a good person in a relationship. So it's kind of trying to decide which ones are reasonable and that work for you by holding 
holding people to higher standards, right? Like yep. be good to me, love me, don't disrespect me. But now if it's show up here with my lunch every day and do all of these things, there starts to be kind of like fine lines of disappointment and anger that can cause problems. Well, when I met my boyfriend, he flat out said to me, cause I really surprised him on his birthday. Cause his birthday was like a month and a half and us dating. And I got, um, I surprised him with a helicopter ride and he like freaked <laughs> go, out. Go tell your wife that one too, Lawrence. <laughs> no, you know? I don't think I'm going to tell her about that. <laughs> but he like freaked out. He's like, oh my gosh, like I haven't had someone surprise me before. And he goes, I'm not a good gift giver. And I literally, my exact response was, I don't accept that. And he goes, what? And I'm like, that's fine that you're not good at it. There's Google there's Pinterest, you have a sister, you have a mom, you have friends who are girls. If you're not good at something, that's totally fine. But my birthday isn't a surprise. Put in the effort to find out what would be a good gift. If it wasn't your idea, but you um, track down your friends and ask and uh, call my friends, find out what I like, whatever. Like, There's resources to figure it out and that's time and effort. And if you're not willing to put time and effort into me, I don't want to be with you. So I don't accept that answer. Okay, so she said that straight up, which is also yeah. probably terrifying for him. Did you ever have a conversation similar to that? Now, not about gifts, Lawrence. I mean, if you go back to setting the goals or, or what you're looking to gain, out of this did you have a conversation like that yeah I don't know if we had enough conversations to tell you the truth of That's like the, the difference between how we would view it once um we got married and how that would be different and I also think that it's, it's interesting like with Kenzie you got two people that are front of the house and and yeah and with two people who are front of the house I think it's it can be a little bit easier than front of the house, back of the house. And that's kind of what we have where there, there are moments where I do wonder, am I letting people in too much for her? Like if I do say something on the podcast or I bring it up on air, is that fair? Have you had that conversation yeah, with her? Yeah, we have. Okay. And because she because she worked in the business, even though it wasn't in front of the microphone or yeah. in front of the camera, she gets it to a certain degree. But I, I do wonder like what would that look like if if it was someone who didn't have that experience. So you guys doing big gifts, it it fits so well, like with her man's personality. <laughs> And her personality. But I'll, I'll also just say that that's the most mature look on a relationship that someone Kinsey's age that I've ever heard. For sure. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, cause <laughs> I, I know for sure that I wasn't at that place when I was as old as she was. But a lot of people are still not at that place, even older than her, because yes, she's self-aware. Kenzie is very tapped into what her needs are emotionally. And, and stating them. And I'll, I'll say that that... That is my biggest problem. Where Really? Yeah, my biggest problem is knowing what I need, but not vocalizing it. And expecting, because Mel and I have been together for 20 years, right. her to read my mind. Oh, is that why you don't do it? Or is there any little bit of fear that you're going to not get the reaction that you're looking for? Sure. The, the fear of rejection on some of this stuff, I'm, I'm sure, is there too. But some of it you feel like, well... Who knows me better than you know me? There is, what's your sign? Gemini. Yep. Okay, so there's multiple signs that genuinely feel like if you love me, you would know. And that's why you, there's a lot of women and men out there who when they're mad at their partner, don't say anything. I'm that dude. 
Exactly. Because your expectation is if this person cared about me, they'd realize they said this, didn't do this, drop the ball on this if they loved me. But that's the conversation that you have to have, though, is just even saying, okay, this is probably why I don't address a lot of things because I feel like you should know because then that way she's aware. But there's also the other side of where people don't express what it is that they're thinking because they are scared of the rejection. Or maybe you're in the earlier stages where I remember because my whole thing is like, I don't like being ignored. Right. Like that's a trigger for me goes back to all of these things and so when I hadn't heard from somebody for a little while I'm like yeah you know this doesn't make me feel great blah 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 but instead of hearing me and making me feel safe in that space it was more of a pressure or an annoyance or something so whatever I'm glad that I did it I had to go to therapy to understand that that's how to be empowered to ask for what you need and otherwise you get into situations maybe you're in your you know relationship for a long period of time and you never had that moment to say but this is why I do this you call me crazy, but this is why I do this to at least be on the same page. I'm sure that there are some gender role things in there too, where I was raised by a a mom that is all about, like she had two boys and she wants her two boys to be independent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so the independent aspect of it, and then you add into the fact that these are two black men. So they're isn't really, there aren't always outlets for us to be emotional and vulnerable. And a lot of times some of that gets, will get morphed and get used against us as a challenge to our manhood. But I think that what was interesting that you brought up was the whole gender roles too and about how you're allowed to feel and maybe even communicate or what you're supposed to expect because I think a lot of the times in our gender role too, Kenzie, and Absolutely. you can probably speak to this, us as women, we're the ones that maybe feel like we always have to bring this stuff up if you haven't figured out already what you're supposed to be doing, right? Or we're supposed to spell it out for you because guys need to have it spelled out. But I think we need to give you guys more credit because when you care enough, you are paying attention and you don't need it spelled out. Is that a fair thing to say? Yeah, I, I do think it's fair. But I I know that I have probably fallen into some of these gender roles where I do feel like the protector. I do feel like there's a level of armor that I walk around with that there are very few people that are allowed underneath that wall of armor. And it's it can be difficult to let down your guard. It really can. Sure. I, and depending on where you're at in your relationship, it can be damn near impossible to, to do that because you don't want to, want to get rejected and you don't want to get hurt by it and you don't want your partner to think less of you. Mm-hmm. Like, I know I'm an ugly crier. Like, I know it. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, make him cry. Pitch him. <laughs> I, I am an ugly crier. Like, if we get to the point where I'm, if we're having like an in-depth conversation about the relationship and I get emotional, like I will cry talk my way through the rest of that. That's a, that is saved for very rare occasions of emotional outburst. And she's probably the only person that's ever seen me like that because my default in some of those like confrontational situations is anger Absolutely. and not vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And so when you get, you strip it all the way down to the vulnerability aspect, that's when you get ugly, ugly crying Lawrence. Like that's when that happened. But I think that you just kind of answered everything, right? So 
having the expectations and all that stuff is almost kind of superficial and kind of on the surface with the exception of having standards for yourself and what you need from somebody. But to really get deep with somebody, you should be able to be allowed to ask for what you want. I don't think that that's inappropriate. I agree. As long as it's not superficial. I I will tell you that that is a really hard thing. I I don't want to globalize this because this is just my experience, Uh but I do think a lot of men will tell you that there are things that they they wish they could say that they don't feel comfortable saying. Like, if, it, if it's an issue of, let's take sex, for example. Mm-hmm. Like, the idea of asking for sex. Well, when, when is that allowed, and when does it cross the line of, well, I'm not your sex robot. But if we're in a relationship together, don't my needs sexually count as much as your lack of need? Yeah, but I think that it's not just like, yo, can I get it now? You know, or, or or it's I not like a text saying you up. Like those are truly, not those are not honestly, ways to get it. It's all in the way it's packaged because Facts. I it's absolutely the packaging. Because as a woman, maybe you don't feel good, especially if you started a new birth control or new th- like things happen internally that we're just keeping to ourselves because we're not going to be like, babe, my IUD is killing me. Like we're you know we're keeping stuff to ourselves too to keep mystery alive or to not bother you, or just not to bother so you. you. But I will tell but you that there man, are other things like like from a male perspective that there women don't. I don't know if women realize how many times we don't want to have sex. We do. And the thing is, I go, we do. I'm not saying I get turned down all the time, but <laughs> there there were nights, there were nights when he just wanted to go to sleep. And that's fine. I get it. That's if you had, hard as a, girl. had a long day. Pissy. But I had never been as in a woman. Well, that's here, what that's saying. what I'm about to say. And I had never been in a situation like that before. And it made me feel self-conscious. Yes. Are you not attracted to me anymore? Are you getting it somewhere well, else? As women, we're told that men always want to have sex, right? So if your partner is all of a sudden like, I'm sleepy, you're like, I need to do sit-ups. Like, I, something's wrong with me because this whole gender roles, we've yeah. been told so many times, men never say no. Men always want it. There's stories about men having sex with grapefruits. <laughs> so if he doesn't want me <laughs> so and he's fucking a cherry pie, how bad do I look today? I think men would be shocked if they came at it from an aspect of, let me make sure she's okay and yeah. I'm satisfying her needs because I'm genuinely concerned, I think a woman would be like, oh my God, I've just been feeling so sick. I'm so sorry. Because we care. Do you think that there's kind of a period in the relationship where you start to let yourself be sleepy? Because you know there's that beginning part where nobody's ever sleepy and you're never going to say no and you can't get enough of that person. So at what point do you think that that switchover happens when I can be tired tonight? Aha! This is where I bring up the idea of the representative. (laughs) My representative gets it. (laughs) Your representative is never tired. Your representative is always wearing the best panties. Your representative always has their hair done. That's effort. Your representative didn't have dessert because they knew that the cream cheese and the cheesecake was going to make them gassy. (laughs) Like your rep, you know, That's you know so what funny. I'm saying. Like, I do, yeah. The, the, once you get through that stage of the the representative no longer being there, that's where I think that those things can occur. I don't know. I think in other areas, the representative, yes, disappears, and there's a comfort level. I think with sex, often there's always an ego bruiser, even if somebody says, "Well, I know we're married, and I know this, and I, it's fine. It will happen." There's still a level of rejection if someone doesn't want to have sex with you that doesn't feel good, even if it's for a few seconds you're, and you're like, you know what? I, I, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, you're yeah. 100% right. 
I don't think that I that ever that fades. I don't think that that's ever going to feel good. Somebody not wanting to have sex with you is never going to feel but, comfortable. But, but it's going to happen. Right. That's my point. And trying to figure out how to navigate that is where where the realness of the relationship is. So we've covered a lot here. And I think that the big takeaway from all of the extra color and very good conversation is when the representative leaves. I think Kenzie still doesn't believe in the representative. Do, nope. you, do you believe in the representative? Do you feel like you showed she one doesn't. even you in the beginning? She's going to meet him too. You want to know She's why? I'm not saying that other people don't. Like my boyfriend may have a representative out there right now. I'm not saying that. I just think that I am really br- blunt and really upfront that I don't really believe that I necessarily have a representative. Yes, like I still want to, I, I still want to put an effort and look nice, but like I don't mind taking my makeup off, putting my hair up, being really honest about my expectations. I did that from day one. If I didn't like something, I'm going to tell you. I'm not tiptoeing. I literally, I think you need to be honest very quickly because if you want to change the game later, it's your fault if the relationship doesn't work out because you presented a different person at the beginning. I'm ready to be perfect. Um, (laughs) I said that. great. Seriously. I'm ready to be perfect. <laughs> I'm ready to be perfect romantically. <laughs> um, my husband is going to be very lucky. But it, but it's but it's funny how you feel empowered. And th- I wish that there were switches, right? It's like you're, you know, strong in one way and insecure in another or where you're most vulnerable. It's like this pendulum that keeps swinging and somehow somewhere you got to find inside that one thing that's consistent and that's exactly the same and that's who you see in the mirror. What is that person capable of? professionally, romantically, as a friend, as a sister, as a brother, as a dad, there's one thing that stays the same. And what that person needs is what you have to feed the most because I would assume or I would like to believe that that becomes, you know, the spider that has legs that can (laughs) successfully stand in all of those places. You know, yeah, absolutely. I don't. I don't know if that's true, but it made sense to me in the moment. It made a lot of sense. And I'm glad that you do teach those kids those things because I think that's where confidence comes from. Asking for what you need, communicating, and more importantly, knowing what you need. So well, otherwise, if right. you don't know that, you can't ask. So Kenzie already figured this out when she was four. Yep. <laughs> Well, so, it is. I think that's the most important thing is knowing what you need and looking for a partner who can fulfill that. Not finding someone you like and then being like, well, if you change these 18 things, yes. you're going to be the person for me. It's just not the person for you. That's what that means. Right. So you can't have expectations until you know what it is that you need first. See, this was an educated conversation. Ooh. We came to something here and representatives, Lawrence, that's so real. So think about that while you're listening. And if you're in one of those situations new or maybe at 20 years like Lawrence, when did the representative leave or, does, or do they still show up? I think that's really interesting. But Guilty Pleasures and Growing Pains is the name of the podcast. The guilty pleasure is the representative gets all the fun stuff. The pain <laughs> is what we've been kind of discussing. The vo- disgusting. I've been here a long time discussing the vulnerability, all of that kind of stuff. So thank you, Lawrence, as a gentleman, since we have discussed gender roles, I know that sometimes that can be hard. So you shared parts of yourself that hopefully will, you know, more than I was expecting inspire. I told you we're not doing sports over here. Like my work boo over here. Like I trust her. 
Like mm-hmm. I al- I've I've known her for a year. I already trust her. Good. Like implicitly. Good. This really is my work husband. Like this is my work husband. I hear it. I'm wife. I'm third wheeling right now. It's really it's really cute. <laughs> this is us. So, we have dinner later. No, I'm kidding. Thank you. So thank you for joining me and allowing me to third wheel here. Um but but truly your vulnerability is much appreciated, thank Lawrence, you. and always a pleasure. Kenzie, my girl, thank you. And I'm excited for your one year. So we have a lot to celebrate and hopefully you get to see you both a little bit more. I know. I know. <laughs> In the we'll meantime. See. And see, I fall find out if he has a representative if he does i'm coming back in i'm telling you i met him well you're coming back anyways both of these two will be reoccurring so so we'll chat again about something else but thank you as always for listening thank you as always for being here guilty pleasures growing pains and that's all i got for you blowing kisses thanks this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.